this year is already underway, but do you still feel you lack vision? God's plans for you are bigger and better. Through this series, Pastor Pepe encourages us with messages that will help us renew and expand our vision. So tune in and don't forget to share this podcast. Every time I come to the house of the Lord, I come expecting. Somebody say expecting. See, look, um, I've seen this many times that um, when we go to a place, uh, it doesn't matter where the place you go, but especially in the house of the Lord, you need to come with expectation. Um, I've taken my kids out this week to a, to a restaurant, and I said, uh, listen, we're going to go uh, to this restaurant, an Italian restaurant. Anna loves it, Italian food. You know, anybody like Italian food? You know, uh, but I, I, I told my kids, where do you want to eat? I guess what they said. McDonald's, you know, it's McDonald's or Chick-fil-A. I usually prefer Chick-fil-A, you know, it's Christian chicken over, well, anyways. So, um, you know, but they always, and I said, no, we're going to go over to this place. They're like, okay, listen, I said, because, you know, because you haven't, you haven't tasted something different, but if you would taste the food there, you're going to see how it is. See, and before they even got to the restaurant, they were already having bad expectations. So it didn't matter how the food was, they weren't going to enjoy it anymore. So I'm here to tell you today, you know, your expectation today is important. So tell the person next to you, tell them, God has something for you today. God has something for you today. So let's lift our expectation and believe in what he has for us today. I want to read to you out of John chapter 10. John chapter 10, verses 27 and 28. This uh, chapter of John is where Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says, you know, the, the devil comes to steal and to destroy, but I have come to give you life and life that's more abundant. Uh, to give you life abundantly. This is the same chapter where he's talking about this. I have come. I am the good shepherd. And in verse 27, verse 28, he says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Listen, they hear my voice and they follow me. And I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. They sh- and neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand how many of you know that God has you he has you he says my sheep hear my voice and they will follow me and they will never perish I want you to hear what he's saying and nobody can take them out of my covering out of my protection God will always protect you Jesus is closer to you than you think and today I want to invite you to hear his voice to get the vision that he has for you say with me his voice gives me vision close your eyes with me and let's pray God, I thank you, Father, for your love and your mercy. I thank you, Lord, that there's nothing impossible for you and that you're setting us up, Lord. There's a time, Lord, in which you're moving the church forward so we can be salt and light in everything we do. I pray you open our eyes to see that we will hear your voice and we will follow anything else that's not yours. Right now we cancel it and we pray the Holy Spirit to bring revelation of Jesus into our lives. In your name we pray. Somebody say amen. I hear the phone ring. I hear the phone ring and I answer right away. She rarely called me during work hours. So when she was calling me, I I knew something was up. So I answered. I said, what's going on? She said, I need you to come home right now. I said, listen, you know, I'm in the middle of closing a a deal right now. I don't think I can go. I I need you home right now. I said, what's happening? We need to take Santi to the hospital. We need to take Santiago and take our son to the hospital. I said, I'm on my way. I I leave things in charge there in the office. And I I run uh, towards towards the house. Uh, We get in the car. We get to the hospital. As soon as we walk in the hospital, the doctors tell us we have to get this MRI. We have to get this situation. There was something in his head that didn't look right. You know, we had seen it for weeks. He's seven weeks 
old and my wife is a pediatric nurse so I trust her when she says that's okay but when she says it's time to go to the hospital I, you know I panic a little so when I get there they're, they're showing all these things one doctor comes in uh, and they don't say anything they just walk in and leave out you know next doctor comes in they start seeing different things they, they want to run some some studies a nurse comes in I'm like by this time I'm like hey somebody tell me something tell me what's happening have you ever gone to the doctor and they just do, do different things and you're just waiting you know the waiting is horrible you know and I'm there I'm waiting I'm praying God what's happening the doctor comes in and says listen this looks so rare this looks like something that we haven't seen there's like one in a million that those were the words one in a million that we see something there's something in his head we don't know if we're gonna have to take him into surgery uh, uh, you know best case scenario he's gonna have to wear a helmet the rest of his life worst case scenario he's gonna get out of this place as a vegetable or he won't be able to get out of this place but he won't be able to move his hands he won't be able to speak this just doesn't look right my baby was uh, you know completely normal the seven weeks and I just get those news and I don't know what to do but turn back and hug my wife and we pray and I hear the whisper of the spirit of God in Jeremiah 29 11 uh, God, will, well, God will remind you of his word in those times he says for I know the plans I have for you plans to prosper you plans to give you a hope and a future somebody say with me a future plans to give you a vision plans to give you something greater my sheep hear my voice and they follow me my sheep hear my voice and they follow me I, I'm here to tell you today no matter what you're hearing around you it's time for you to listen to what God says about you it's time for you to listen to what God has promised for you. Maybe you say, but I, I saw this and they told me this and they commented this. And, and this is what I've adopted into my life. And today I'm here to tell you that you have been redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ that paid the price for you to give you a new life. You are made new. And today he wants to make you new. And he wants you to know that who you are to him is more important than what people have said about you. No matter what you hear around, no matter what people have said, no matter what the doctor said, come on somebody. You need to know that what he says is what's true and you must remain in the truth. It's amazing to me how when doctors speak, we say that's true. Even though they change the diagnostics so much. But when we look at the word of God, we say, mm, God, you have to prove yourself to me. Can I invite you to live in truth today? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody comes to the Father except through me. Nobody else in history says that. He says, I am the way. Come on, somebody. If I want to follow, if I want to follow, I want to make sure I'm following the way. In 1 Kings chapter 19, there's a story that I want us to dig deep today. 1 Kings chapter 19. Let's go into the Word of God. If you're ready to receive something from God, say with me, oh yeah. Okay, you are awake today. First Kings chapter 19, verse 9. And there he went into a cave and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? What are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah is a prophet of God that has seen great things of God. But when a word was spoken against him, listen to this. When Jezebel spoke against him, he went into hiding. And in his hiding, God speaks to him. Because <laughs> he loves us so much. And he will go and pursue us even when we go into a cave. Verse 10. So he said, I have been very zealous of the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant. Torn down your altars and killed your prophets with a sword. I alone am left, 
and they seek to take my life have you ever felt like this i'm the only one that's going through this i'm alone nobody else is there and they want to kill me verse 11 then he said go out and stand on the mountain before the lord and behold the lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the lord but the lord was not in the wind somebody say with me the lord was not in the wind and after the wind, an earthquake, somebody say with me, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Listen to this. He was not on the wind. He was not in the earthquake. Verse 12. And after the earthquake, a fire, come on, repeat with me, but the Lord was not in the fire. He was not in the wind. He was not in the earthquake. He was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly, a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? Amen. Look at the person next to you. Tell him, What are you doing here? Come on. What are you doing? Someone like, Here at a church, Pastor? Well, I thought I was supposed to be here Sunday. What are, listen to this. What are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah is hiding after he has defeated the prophets of Baal, after he has seen fire from heaven, and he goes into hiding because of a word spoken against him. They want to kill me. He had just gone up against all these evil. He had just gone up against this witchcraft. This is what, that, that's what they would worship. He had just gone up and seen God, the God, of, uh, the God that we serve has greater power than anything. He's just seen fire come from heaven, but somebody speaks against him and everything falls down. Have you ever been in that place? That a word spoken against you? That a doctor says something? Come on, somebody. And I'm not saying that it's not good to hear, listen to doctors, that it's not good to listen to counsel, to different things, but what I'm telling you is his voice needs to be greater. His voice needs to be what you follow. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. They don't hear the voice of what's around. They don't hear what people are saying around. My sheep hear my voice. Whose voice? The voice of the Lord. His voice above all things. Now, we just read here that as Elijah's there, he goes into a cave. Like, I know that you have been listening to the wrong people or to the wrong messages when you go into a cave isolation will always take you to destruction isolation will always take you to a place of anxiety of depression of mental illness because you no longer are listening to life and you're no longer being part of life am i am i talking to somebody i i need you to get this because any times that the enemy wants to kill you he'll put you alone he gets eve when he's not with Adam, but Eve is not with Adam and says, didn't God say? See, Eve had not heard the word of God. My sheep hear my voice. He hadn't heard. So therefore, she was confused. You need to make sure that you're hearing a, vo a, a word from God so you don't get confused with somebody who wants to try to bring different doctrine into your life. What Jesus did at the cross is enough for you. And that's where we stand. That's our rock. What are you doing here? Didn't you just see what I did with you? What are you doing here? But we go into those places and, and we become whiners. Anybody in here ever become a whiner? Come on, be real. 
Why me? Why this? Why is this happening? They want to kill me. Nobody likes me. Nobody said hi to me at church today. Uh, you know, my wife, uh, you know, didn't say I love you after I texted her. It's been 10 seconds. You know, uh, it just doesn't feel the same way. I'm, I'm, I want to remind you today, you are what God says you are. And when you have that pushing forward in your life, you have a vision of life. You have purpose. There's a greater vision because you listen to what he says. See, if you can see this on 1 Kings chapter 19, I love what scripture and how it shows us. Uh, in verse 11, God calls them and says, go out. Somebody say, go out. See, I love our God that goes where we are but doesn't leave us where we are. Come on, I need you to be awake today. You know, but he says, God, I need, you to, yeah, I need you to get here, Lord. You know, you know what's happening to me, Father? Anything is going wrong, Lord. And we want God to stay with us as we are in the cave. But God says, get out. Somebody say, get out. Yeah. But I don't feel like it, Pastor, but I don't know if I can do it. Get out. You will only lose if you quit. And when you get out of that place, you start seeing what he has for you. And I love this because go out into the mountain. Behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks. I want you to imagine this. You're in a, you're in a cave and you're listening to this wind and it's breaking, the, it's breaking uh, everything else outside. The mountain is falling apart in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Hmm. Say with me. But the Lord was not in the wind. Can I tell you this? Listen, not everything that comes into your life as a storm is God. You didn't hear me. Sometimes we have storms in our life and we say, man, God is causing this to happen. God, whatever it is you're doing, you know, there's a situation between your marriage, a situation between your kids, uh, especially when there's this um, disagreement. Look at me, please. Most of the time when you have disagreements in family that's causing division, it's not God. And what we do is we go, we're disagreeing on something, so therefore I go and isolate myself. I don't need you anymore, and I pray, God, change him. Come on, can we be real? Now, I want you to know this. When Jesus was uh, in confrontation with the wind, he did not let the wind do whatever he wanted to do in his life. There's a story where Jesus is going with his disciples in a boat and Jesus is asleep. He's resting. And his disciples come and say, Jesus, there's a storm coming. There's winds that are coming against us. All these things are happening outside. Why are you asleep? Where are you? Come on, anybody ever been there? Come on, have you been in a place where you say, like, God, I know you're on the boat with me. I've given you my life. I, I, I know that you are king, but where are you? The storm is hitting me. Anybody? And Jesus walks into that place and gets up. He was asleep. He gets up and says, quiet, be still. Quiet, be still. Peace, be still. Somebody say, peace, be still. I want you to say, look at this. And Jesus looks at the disciples and says, ye of little faith. What he's telling them is, you could have done what I just did. Have you ever prayed for God to do something that he's asked you to do? Anything that has robbed of your peace maybe is something that you are allowing to stay in your house and you need to stay. Get out of here. Amen. 
You need to speak to your soul and say, peace, be still. Peace, be still. The wind is hitting. Can I tell you, not everything that comes as a storm to your life is God. And you need to learn to speak against it. Not everything that comes against your family, not every thought that you're fighting is from God. And you need to say, peace, come on somebody. I have to take my thoughts captive to Jesus. You have to do it. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said, you have to do it. You have to speak into that turmoil. You have to speak into that situation and say, peace, be still. I can take this. There's too much. I know the winds are coming into my, into my life when my feelings are going from one place to another. Today I feel happy. Tomorrow I'm sad. The next day I'm tired. Elijah was so hurt by the words spoken against him that he tells God, kill me. So you don't feel that you're alone, the only one that has says that to God. Kill me. I don't want to live anymore. God says, get out. Change your PJs. I want to show you something. And the Bible says that after the wind, an earthquake came. Now, the wind will move you, but an earthquake will make you fall. You know, the, the wind, well, pulled over here. This, this is what's happening. This is my feelings. This is what I need to do. This, listen, but the, the earthquake will take your feet off. The doctor says after the third day, I think we're going to have to go into surgery. I'm telling you this. All we're telling to our family, just pray for us. I'm not telling them everything I want. Because, listen, I've learned something. I've learned something. You should not share all your dreams with everybody, and you should not share all your problems with everybody. You can leave now. That's, that's all you need to hear. You cannot give all your dreams to everybody, and you cannot tell all your problems to everybody. There's people that you tell them your dreams, and they'll drain your dreams. You can't do that. Come on, bro. we never done stuff like that. You tell them your problems, and, oh, pobrecito, I feel your pain. Let's go drink so we can feel better. I've learned that I do not tell my dreams to anybody that's not going to feel them. That I don't tell my problems to anybody that doesn't have a solution for them. If you're not going to help me, why do I want to put that on you anyway? doctor says we might have to go into surgery and we're just praying my sheep hear my voice Jeremiah 29 11 kept on coming over and over have you ever been in a place where all you hear is just the same scripture just I have plans I have a future for you and I'm seeing my son man and I, they're putting all this IVs and I was like, he's seven weeks old and I want to take his place I'm crying every time they're doing something telling them be careful with my son takes me to the cave <laughs> speaks to me in the cave says give them to me I give you everything God I give you anything God 
See, that was, he was calling me to full-time into the ministry, and I was fighting with it. Many times the earthquakes come because we haven't surrendered. But God was not in the earthquake. It wasn't God in the earthquake. It wasn't God in my son being sick. I need you to get this because we have this. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. You didn't hear me. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. I, I need to know who my God is. Somebody say, my God is good. <laughs> Doesn't mean bad things don't happen to good people. You didn't. But I need to know what comes from him. See, the wind I can speak against and say, be quiet. Get out of my life. That's not a thought from God. That's not something, that, that's not God. I know when the wind is, my emotions are all over the place. But when, when the earthquake comes, man, it throws you down. I remember I could, all I could say is, I'm on the floor, and I'm saying, God, he's yours. He said, now I can do something. Now I'm the rock. Now I'm what's most important. Oh, come on. See, because when you stand on the rock, Jesus is the rock. The winds can come, anything can come, and you will not be moved. But when you're standing in sand, everything will throw you down. Anything, any word will throw you down. And many times what we have as our foundation is our family. I'm preaching now to somebody here. Maybe what you have as your foundation is your relationship. Maybe what you have as your foundation is your job. And sometimes, come on, earthquakes come so that your foundation is set right today. So your foundation is set on who he is, not on what you have, not on what you can do, but on what he's already done. And I need you to get this today. If you, my sheep, hear my voice and you get a new vision and you say, God, I believe in you so much that I know that if I give them to you, you can bring them back. My vision shifts when I say, God, your plans are plans of good. He's already better because you already paid the price for him. I speak the word of God. I listen to the word of God. And I say, listen, this is where I'm standing. I love this because many times we see the earthquake and we say, God, where are you? And I, I feel this in my spirit today. It's not that God has left you. It's that you haven't surrendered. It's that you haven't surrendered. It's that you're still trying to work. This. No, 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 don't, don't let it fall apart. Let me hold it. You cannot hold and put back into pieces what God has ordained to be away in your life. To be put out. He doesn't want an idol in your heart. He wants him to be the one that worship that you worship. The Bible keeps reading. We're in 1 Kings chapter 19. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. Somebody say with me. But the Lord was not in the fire. Okay, I need you to get this. Not everything that burns is God. Oh, you, you, you didn't get it. Not everything that causes passion in your life is God. Not everything that's sexy is God. Huh. Not everything that makes you look good is God. In Leviticus chapter 10, the Word of God states that people... That the Israelites, as they were getting out of Egypt, decided to start an altar, a sacrifice for God. Now, they were not supposed to do that because God had said that only the priest should present a sacrifice to the Lord. But they said, I can do it too. Hmm. 
And the Bible says that they built an altar and they offered strange fire to God. Listen to this. Not everything that looks like fire is God. Not everything that it causes you to do something that says, man, this relationship must be from God. Why? Because I just, man, I can stop myself. I see them and I, oh man, I want to be with them. Oh, this job, man, more money. That, that, mm, that's my passion. No, no, that's your carnal desires. Not everything that burns is God. And I love this story because the Bible says that as they were offering to God, see, I need you to get this. You cannot offer to God. You cannot bring a sacrifice to God unless you're walking in holiness. You have to be prepared to be able to offer a sacrifice. You want to see fire in your life? You want to have a passion in your life? You want purpose in your life? You want to serve God? Live in holiness. Let, let go of the sin that keeps on getting into your life. You, you want to see fresh fire in your life? And start saying, God, everything I do, I do for you, not just when I come to church. And they offer this strange fire, and the Bible says that they died. And today I'm here to challenge you. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. I'm telling you the vision that you have many times involves, not only does it, does it involve uh, for you to succeed, but the problem is it does not involve God to be present. And you can offer a sacrifice and think that you're doing it to God, but you're really doing it for people to see. They go to church. I'm serving. I'm doing. How many of you like people that do things so that, how many of you in your life have had people say, oh, look what I'm doing for you, but then they say, hey, look what I did for you. I don't like people like that, do you? You know who I love? The people I didn't even know. I did it. <laughs> God chooses certain people because they have that heart. And I believe he wants to choose you that, but you cannot offer strange fire to a holy God. The story keeps reading and it says that then a still small voice. Isn't it so hard to listen to God when it's a small voice? God, I, I, the wind, God, the earthquake, God, the fire. And he says, be quiet. Spend time with me. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Stop praying for me to change things. Just be still. I, I just want to be with you. I want to show you who you are. I, I have a vision that I have, but you have to listen to my voice. Can I tell you many times we're on this chaos in our life because we haven't gone to him to hear from him we go to him to demand from him God he's yours a peace that surpasses all understanding look at me please a peace that surpasses understanding it means it's a peace that does not make sense the situation didn't change you know, it just, in the middle of the storm, you get a peace. But you have to listen to his voice. And I believe today God wants to give that to some of you that your vision has been blurred out because you haven't been hearing the right people. You haven't been hearing 
The worst thing is that it was just the word that was spoken against you. <laughs> Jezebel said, I'm going to kill you. See, you know your worst fears. Your worst fears. What you're afraid of. Um, what you think, man, I hope this doesn't happen. Not compare to the goodness of God in your life. That's why I told you, I, I told my kids, stop having an expectation. Before you go in, have a, have some, expect something good. I'm a good dad. I'm going to buy you something I know you're going to like. Today, can I challenge you? Do not continue to live in a place where you're listening to a voice that is cutting your vision. In the wind, in the earthquake, in the fire, make sure that you're walking and hearing his voice. A still, small voice comes in. Doctor comes in after seven days, says, by this time, I had already evangelized everybody in there. I had prayed with them. I don't believe in God. It's okay. Let's pray together. I don't speak the problem. I speak Jesus. And I would work with several of the doctors in there at that time. And the doctors were like, out of empathy, you know, I know you guys are believers. Okay, let's pray. And I go, we're going to see a miracle. I did not need God to do the miracle. He is my miracle seventh day the doctor comes in Mr. Olivares I don't know what happened but your son's completely healed there's nothing like I don't know how else to put it I don't know how to document it those were the words I don't know how to document I told him tell him God did put put God did it <laughs> we can't put that you should steal what God has already blessed. Come on, can you believe that today? He's already promised it here. He spoke it over you. I want you to stand with me today. Thank you for tuning in. God's vision for your life is bigger and better. If you were encouraged by this message, share it with someone you know so they can also be motivated to be the salt and light of this world. Music